Hello, Convention of State podcast listeners. Normally, we reserve this channel for audio versions of our live broadcast, COS Live and the Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. But as a bonus, we like to occasionally release some historic legacy audio for your enjoyment. In today's episode, physician and U.S. Senator Tom Coburn shares his unique perspective on the American healthcare system and how we the people can fix it. Hey everyone, Mark Meckler here for Convention of States, and we're here to talk to you about something that's hot, very topical right now, and that is the repeal of Obamacare. You're probably watching the news, you see what's going on in Washington, D.C., you see all the dysfunction, it's incredible, but the reality is there's a way that most people aren't talking about that we really can get rid of the whole thing, all of Obamacare, and frankly, even more. We can return healthcare to the free market where it actually belongs. I'm privileged to be sitting here with Senator Tom Coburn. Tom has a lot of experience with healthcare, a lot of experience, obviously, in the Senate. I want to start with this, Tom. Before you were in the Senate, a lot of people don't realize you had a long career before you were in the Senate. Can you talk about what you did in, in the medical system and what your experience was with healthcare? Well, sure. I, I had a medical device company and uh, became very interested in, in medicine. Uh, I ran that device company for nine years and, uh, and then left that and went to medical school as an older guy, known as Grandpa, <laughs> in medical school. And, and uh, delivered, I've delivered over 4,000 babies. And I'm an old-time GP, trained as a surgeon and a, a regular doctor. And, uh, have experienced medicine firsthand, not only just as a provider, but I've also had significant health problems where I've been the patient, which has been great for me to see from both sides. And so what we have today is a very expensive system that isn't working well, that wastes at least one quarter of every dollar we spend, doesn't help anybody get well, and doesn't prevent them from getting sick. And we ought to ask ourselves, why do we have that system? And why is it that everything else in our economy, except for healthcare and education, we use free market forces to allocate the scarce resource so that it gets the efficient delivery of that resource to individuals in need. And we don't have that in healthcare. And where we do see it in healthcare, what we're seeing is dramatic reductions in the cost of that healthcare. So, I mean, you're talking basic conservative quote unquote Republican free market principles. And you've got Congress right now controlled by Republicans, right? And obviously a Republican president. And you've got years and years of promises to repeal Obamacare, hundreds if not thousands of those promises. They, they put that bill on President Obama's desk multiple times. What's going on right now? Why do you think that they can't seem to get to actual repeal now? Because of the integrity that you're seeing, or actually the lack of integrity that's there. It's easy to write a press release saying you want to get rid of Obamacare, right? And it's easy to vote to get rid of Obamacare if you know it isn't going to happen. But once you know it's going to happen, then all of a sudden you say, well, wait a minute. And you put your finger in the air and say, how's this going to play at home? Versus what's the right thing for the long term for our country? versus what's the right thing for my political career. And so what you're seeing is supposedly conservative Republicans who have been bought off to vote for a bill that doesn't even get rid of Obamacare and doesn't restore free market principles. And that's how they got to the point they did. But they didn't get even enough votes to do that by spending hundreds of billions of dollars that were in this bill to bribe people to vote for the bill. So, so it tells you Washington's broken. So what is the problem here? The problem is, is Washington's making decisions that they've never were intended to make. If you want to solve health care, what you have to do is create a mandatory price discovery so people can know what things cost and then let market forces work to allocate those resources. 
That doesn't mean anybody falls through. You can keep anybody from falling through the net. You can create a safety net, but you can do it for about a third less if you let market forces play. Just think about <clears throat> the reports that have been out lately. Large reports out of California and Brookings Institute with AEI, with all these think tanks saying, you know, we, the big hospital chains need to be broken up because they actually raise the cost. They don't lower the cost of anything. The hospital shouldn't be buying doctor's practices because they create a conflict of interest to spend more money and not necessarily give the best health care. All these things are coming to play and now technology's coming forward that'll say, you know, we can actually direct you where to get the best deal with the best outcome and the best quality. And in that, shouldn't in healthcare, shouldn't we be rewarding excellence and efficiency? I mean, that's what we should be, and making sure people have access. And Medicaid, in some places, works really well, but the, what the studies show on Medicaid is if you have Medicaid and you have a hospitalization versus having not Medicaid, and you have exactly the same disease, the outcomes for the people that don't have Medicaid are better than the people who have Medicaid. So what is that all about? That's the self-selecting to the poor quality of care that we're giving people when we say well, you're going to have health care. Right. So th those are all critical factors of a market failure because we haven't applied market forces. And we've, we've said, well, what we've got works. And what the Republicans need to do, and this is critical, if you want my confidence in my government, then I've got to be doing what I said I would do. And what you have today is a large number of people who are so expedient that they're cowards right. because it's about their next election rather than doing what they promised and doing what they said they would do. So there was a lot in there. I want to unpack that a little bit. And I want to do it by starting with the present day and then walking back through history a little bit. So you were there when Obamacare was actually passed. Can you talk about, you know, what do you think were a couple of the worst parts of that bill that caused some of the worst problems we're experiencing today? Oh, gosh, uh, where, where to start? Uh, first of all, uh, disruption of the insurance market for people that were satisfied with what they had. I mean, you know, the, the big lie was you can keep your doctor and you can keep your insurance company. That wasn't true at all. Uh, number two is, is we've now added a three and a half or three and a quarter percent tax on anybody that over $200,000. Well, that's just money that's going to pay for supposedly for Medicaid, which the government, if you look at their numbers, could never pay for Medicaid based on the promise and the taxes they put forward. So it, it's another one of the big lies coming from Washington. We'll fix the problem and oh, by the way, here's the revenue to do it, but wink and nod, we really don't, we didn't really tax you the real cost of this. So you would really feel the pain of it. So it's the big lie that comes out of Washington. Every time they do a program, they never pay for it. They, they expect it to get absorbed. So they transfer that cost to the people in another way, but don't call it a tax. Uh, the, 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 the third thing ultimately was going to be, and it may and may, may not happen, is the rational, rationing of health care. Like every other single-payer system does in the world, that's what we're moving to, especially in Medicaid, because the states can't afford the Medicaid. Even though the government's going to pay 90% of the additional increase, most states are struggling. Right. because Their two biggest things are education and Medicaid, and Medicaid's ballooning on them. And it's not because there's not any incentive to control the cost there either. Right. So no market forces. No market forces. No price discovery. Right. You know, where we see price discovery, people, and the Amish are great at this. I, I took care of a lot of Amish folks in my career. They go out and find the price of things before they buy it. Because you know, they're they, paying cash. For they're it, paying right? cash or they're right. sharing it among themselves. They're kind of a right. self-insured group. And so they always bought health care for about half of what everybody else did. And the assumption in Washington is you're not smart enough to buy your health care. 
You can't do right. that. Well, nobody is because you can't find out what it costs. Because the insurance companies have a contract that say you can't tell what we're paying you, Mr. Hospital, for this procedure. So it's, it's not published. Right. And the person without insurance gets charged way up here, and the person with this insurance pays down here. Right. So who's paying the biggest portion of the bill? is the people that were uncovered because there is no price discovery so they can't go right. where they need to go to get the best deal. Well, so you described some of the worst problems with Obamacare. I think one of the mistakes <coughs> we make, especially as conservatives, we want to have a target. We want that target to be the left or the last yeah. administration, but the healthcare system was was broken long before you Obamacare. Bet. You bet. And it, it, we didn't have free market forces. In no, we cases. haven't. Since before World War II, what happened is there were wage controls during World War II and the only way a company could differentiate to try to steal an employee for somebody else is through a health insurance program. So what we did is we changed the way people bought health care. Now somebody else is paying your bill. And so when somebody else is paying your bill, you're not as good a consumer because it's not, you perceive it as not your money. But here's the factor on that. In the last three years, had we not had this lack of competition in health care, the average employee working for a company that supplies insurance would have gotten a 4% additional raise because that's what percentage of their income went into their health insurance costs just in the last three years. So, so what we're doing, we, we reward inefficiency and lack of competition and we steal it from the very workers that we're saying we're providing you something for. Right. So markets work. They're not perfect. People do fall through cracks. But a whole lot fewer people will fall through the crack if we really allocate the resource through market forces. And the goal ought to be is how do we help people? Right. How do we enable people to succeed? How do we create a vision that you can have good preventative health care, you can have good episodic health care, and it not cost you an arm or leg? And how do we create a system so you don't go bankrupt if you have a major health problem? Right. So what do you think? I mean, you're watching Congress doing what they do. Are they going to fix this? Or are they no, going to go back to the market? No. It, matter of fact, our health care problems are not going to get solved in Washington. Uh, no way. If, in fact, we had passed Convention of States now, their authority. Matter of fact, there's no authority in the Constitution for them to be practicing medicine anyway, right. and they are. And, and so, so what will happen is we're starting to see all across this country all these new ideas on how do you allocate this resource better. And I would tell you the large hospitals are going to markedly downsize because they're going to get competition out the kazoo and, and people are going to use market forces to allocate this scarce resource even though the government says, no, you can't do right. that. So market's going to, and the reason is, is because it's way overpriced. Right. What the studies show, the last study showed that between $800 billion and $1 trillion a year is wasted in America on healthcare costs that don't help anybody. So a couple other points that people ought to know. The Federal Trade Commission has already said the best hospitals in America with the best outcomes and with the best value are the physician-owned hospitals. The Affordable Care Act banned doctors from owning hospitals. That's incredible. So here, here's the best. And well, it's just from a, from a liberty standpoint, how can the government tell anybody what they can and can't own right. in terms of a business? But that we did that and the hospitals got that in there because they are this big, you know, they dole out all this money and donations to the career politicians, so they put it right in there. So now here's what the study shows, they're actually better. The second thing that the study shows is that if you go to a concierge doctor, your doctor will order 75% fewer tests if they're a concierge doctor. 
Can you explain to people what concierge? A concierge is? doctor is you pay them a flat fee for a year, mm -hmm. and you can see them twenty four seven, and they take care of you. <clears throat> Anything that you have, they take care of, and the only thing you file on your insurance is tests outside or hospitalization. Is that a growing segment? Of That's a growing practice? segment, but there's a lot of insurance companies that fight it, and a lot of access problems with it, but it's still, it's it's free market. Right. Hey, I'll take care of you for a year. You pay me 1500 bucks, come see me whenever you want, 24-7, I'm available to you. So it sounds like that works better for patients. How's that work for the doctors who practice? It works great. They like it. They only have one employee then. Right. You know, I had a practice with four other guys. We had 34 employees. And only eight or about 10 of us actually gave health care. The rest of it was all the garbage of meeting the government demands, meeting the insurance demands, getting permission to do something we knew had to be done anyway. It was all, none of it's efficient. And so if you move that way. Here's what they also say is the quality of care in a concierge doctor is better. It's not only cheaper in the long run, and they do fewer tests, but the diagnosis is better because the art of medicine is practiced by the concierge and our med schools are eliminating that because the government's now telling them what they have to do and how they have to do it. So moving all this control back to the market and to states rather than at the federal level is the way we cure things. So what you're telling us, I agree with, I think most people, what they're watching in DC, they would agree, we're not gonna see the repeal of Obamacare in Washington. They're certainly not gonna return the medical system to the free market like it was uh, what is it, 60, 70 years ago? Well, 70 years. 70 years ago. Well, actually, it's almost 80 because, and here's the other point, is before the Hill-Burton Act, who owned all the hospitals? The doctors. Right. And they were very efficient. <laughs> they weren't expensive. They, they didn't have 400 extra employees doing administrative right. work. They actually were taking care of folks. So the people who are watching, they're frustrated because they got these promises to repeal Obamacare. They want the government out of medicine. We agree the government has no constitutional right to be involved in medicine. So what do we do? How, how do we actually get the government out of medicine? If Congress won't do it, if they don't have the will. Markets are going to do it. Okay. Because, because what's happening right now is everybody's saying, we've got to find a way to cut the cost here. And so all of a sudden people think, I can make a buck if I figure out how to do this. So I can make a buck if I can figure And so what's happening, there's these new apps that are coming out that are helping all these companies. There, I know a company in Oklahoma that's saving $100,000 a month by buying right. Buying healthcare. Right? Buying health. Okay. Well, they're buying test right. So instead of getting an MRI at a hospital that costs right. thirty-seven hundred dollars, they go over here to a freestanding clinic and get it for five hundred dollars. Right. So there's a seven hundred percent difference. Well, that's a lot of money if you have two thousand employees, right. and you happen to have five or ten of those a month. You know, it, 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 the fact is, is market forces. If we will allow them to work, will first of all markedly lower the cost. Number two is you'll see outcomes as a major of competing because soon, as soon as everybody gets down here to price, the only differential is going to be what's your, what's your quality like. Right. And so we're going to see both price discovery and quality discovery, and we're going to shrink dollars out of the network, out of the inefficient big hospital chains that don't do anything efficiently. So, and I want to, this is a really important point. As Republicans or conservatives, people get accused of being heartless, right? And we're talking about market forces. So people say, well, you're just talking about numbers and efficiency. But what you're really talking about, less money for better care, people getting taken care of. That's right. And, and here's the other thing is, is if we were to squeeze this trillion dollars out of health care, you would see better outcomes. You'd see faster access. And in the long run, 
you'll squeeze another 10% out of it because the competitive juices will flow and the greed will conquer any technologic difficulty that's there that allows us to be efficient. Right. And so, so, and, and so do, how do we solve the problem for the people who are caught in the middle with a chronic disease? You can do the same thing. How about, first of all, let's lower in the cost 25% to make everything more affordable. Right. Number, two, number two is let's figure out how to have insurance that says, I'm interested in Mark Meckler for his next 20 years, not just what the premium I can get this year. Because what happens is insurance covers you until you use it, and then they cancel you, and so you've got to go somewhere else, right? So it's not really insurance. There's no real insurance. There's no spreading of the real risk. It's if you have a small business and you have a bad experience with one employee, they either dump you or raise it to where you can't afford it right. anymore. So, so we don't have real indemnification. And so really creating a real insurance market is really important. There's some things out there. There's the self-insurance groups that are growing all across the yeah. country where people get together. A there's, lot of those have been prohibited though, right? Under the well, in some states, I think there's 22 states that now allow it. There's right. direct primary care in a lot of states right. where you just pay a doctor $50 a month and 24 seven you can go in and get, doesn't matter what it is. It's not your hospital, but it's your, and so if you have a $6,000 deductible, you're a whole lot better off paying $600 to have access to a primary care doctor for both prevention and need uh, than to spend that 6000 bucks on the first hospitalization. And you have access that way to prevent that hospitalization. Right, and in, so in the end, the big picture, they're not gonna repeal Obamacare, but there is a way for us to just remove all their authority and essentially repeal Obamacare, right? The people sure, can do that. and that's through convention of states where you actually change the Commerce Clause because the way the federal government reaches in to control healthcare and practice medicine, and they are practicing medicine, blindly and inappropriately, is through the expanded definition of the Commerce Clause from 1931. And so the Convention of States could actually solve that. Americans are furious because Obamacare hasn't been repealed. I think the message that you and I would give to the American people is you can repeal Obamacare, yeah. right? We don't you have can, to wait for it, Congress Actually, there's to do another it. little side story that ought to be told. Yeah. About 18 years ago, Medicare put a new quality indicator into the hospitals, and that was are you controlling pain? And so all of a sudden, they decided they'd ding a hospital's reimbursement if they didn't have documented whether they were controlling pain. So what, as soon as the government creates a regulation that hurts the hospital, they make sure everybody follows the regulation because it affects their bottom line. So then all of a sudden, everybody started getting pain medicines. And now people were going home with large quantities of pain medicines because on discharge, if you didn't meet the requirement of Medicare for pain control, you didn't. So where do you think the opioid epidemic started? So you don't it hear started, people talk about no, that. No, no, it started with a mandate from Medicare to make sure people's pain control in the hospital, and oh, by the way, you better give them some on the way home. And of course, they didn't need it. So where'd that go? So, so you know, it's an untoward event of having a mega government that doesn't know what it's doing, well-intentioned, but totally incompetent. And that's how we started this overutilization of opiates. Because every doctor in the country is trained, you don't use opiates for chronic pain. So if we want the government completely out, we hold a convention, we limit the Commerce Clause, we remove their authority to be involved in medicine. I'm, I make that sound simple. I realize it's a huge task. But well, that, you'll, that's you'll the, still have Medicare and you'll right. still have Medicaid. But the fact is, is the cost of both of them will go down if right. you have real market right. forces operating in healthcare. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.